you're listening to the John Porter podcast episode number one. Today I'll be sharing with you my top tips to help your physical and mental well-being, including my top tips for training from home in different environments like the beach and the park. Today's episode will be like a live workshop. Uh, in the future we will have guests um, covering topics from exercise, positive mindset and healthy lifestyles. I will be interviewing people from sports backgrounds, looking into how they train, how their mindset is, and how they live their life. Um, so with that, I introduce myself, your host, John Porter, J-O-N. I am a fitness professional and a pizza lover. Um, now this is the first episode of the John Porter podcast. Uh, I run a trial episode before this uh 20 minute little ramble more or less um and i was sat in my car and just went through some through some ideas um about what i wanted the podcast to be um and i have settled on exercise being my core um subjects um positive mindset and lifestyle and um, being massive interests of mine um with regards to like newer linguistic programming, um, counselling skills, and just overall lifestyle of the athlete. Tonight I'll be showing my top five tips um, how to look after your physical and mental well-being. Um, as of speaking, Monday the 13th of April, it's Easter Monday, and the world's been locked down for four weeks in the UK due to um, the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. Um, at this point, I'd just like to say thank you to all the key workers and all the work they're doing. And before we carry on, uh, you're playing a vital role. Um, and I think it's important we acknowledge and document this time in history so we can look back and reflect. Um, so without avoiding it, I think we should delve straight into you know, how we can manage and cope in the situation what my hope is to for this podcast is to sit down once a week um, deliver some top tips to you uh, interview some sports personalities um, from different walks of life some some competing in sports you may never have heard of uh, hopefully it can keep it interesting um, slightly amusing at times uh, I mean currently the most amusing thing is me talking to myself um, if anybody was listening, I'm sure they think I've lost it myself. Um, but that being said, we're going to have fun. We're going to be here every week. And we're going to start things off with a subject that I'm fairly new to. Um, so amidst the, the coronavirus, um, I think it's important, as I said, to document what's going on in the world. For myself... Um, Work finished four weeks ago. Um, nobody's allowed to go to leisure facilities. Uh, so I've been at home with the family. Um, myself and my wife are foster carers also. Um, so with four children at home and wife, it's, it's, been, it's been a tough ask. And some of these things have got me through day to day. Journaling is one of those things. So if journaling is not something you've tried before... Basically what it is, it's taking what's in your mind and releasing it. Just releasing it onto a piece of paper, 
um, video log, um, a website blog a lot of people use, YouTube videos, uh, just very similar to how I'm doing now, just talking through what's on your mind. But journaling is, 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 is cathartic in that it can help you release your emotions from your brain. Um, journals don't have to be in-depth. They don't have to be detailed. Um, they can be drawing-based. They can be sketches. Um, ideally, if it's pocket size, you can keep it with you all the time. Um, I keep mine in my car. Um, other than now, at this point where we're locked down, I would be driving many places to and from work and there'd always be a couple of minutes where I have spare to sit and just have a little jot down about how my day's going. It didn't always include feelings and thoughts, maybe it was just ideas. So you know, it's not always about how you're feeling, if that's something you're not comfortable with talking about. Um, funny drawings, ideas, plants, workouts, reflections on sessions. Those are the types of things I sort of write down. What I will say it is, it's a very personal thing, and a lot of people obviously, they would be a little bit afraid of writing down the thoughts and feelings, or even speaking out loud into a journal um, for fear of people listening in to their deep inner thoughts. Um, it is a very personal thing. Other than that, you've also got to think about, is it an appropriate time to sit and write and talk at a quiet time? Early in the morning is quite, quite a good time to sit and talk through or write about your problems, um, if it's problems you want to talk about, or just a general day-to-day. -day. It doesn't have to be negative. It can, it can be 100% it can be a positive journal. Your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas, everything can go into that. Uh, early in the morning, your brain's firing on all cylinders, and it's a great time to sort of think and analyse data. Um, read so for me i would say early in the morning maybe set out some goals for the day um i mean goals is going to something we're going to look at in a little bit more detail shortly another point um but journaling is highly beneficial so as i was saying yeah um the catharsis uh, effect you get from writing is a uh, is the is the uh, release of the, the emotions from your brain um, and it dates back to uh, Aristotle and the ancient Greeks um, originally. Um, the actual definition is quite complex if you research it. Um, but in a therapeutic term, it was used by Brewer, um, one of uh, Sigmund Freud's um, colleagues in the Victorian era, um, to describe that release um, of emotions during um, what he was doing was hypnosis at the time, uh, which then became sort of free association um not to delve too far into that but uh, there's many sort of studies that suggest it's beneficial to release those emotions um at the same time you've got to look at it from a person-centered sort of approach that it might not help everybody so it may just be a case of trialing an error in it um so one of the first things you should do then is if you haven't already done it and you don't journal give it a go grab yourself a little notebook stick it in your pocket stick it in your in your well you can't stick it anywhere else while you're stuck indoors if you are still traveling to work stick it in your car grab five minutes jot some stuff down for a week and, and just assess reflect back on the week you can backdate it it doesn't matter if you miss doing 
doing a day. That's cool. Uh, look back over your week and just reflect and backfilling and draw some doodles, draw some pictures, just scribble nothing. Just scribble a page, colour it in. Um, and just see how you feel after a week um, and see if it's one of those things that can be helpful to you. It's always good to have many different tools in the toolbox. Um, and you can take what works and discard you know, the things that don't work for you. Um, but never discard them permanently because there may be a time in the future where that tool is relevant. Um, so it's always good to have a knowledge of different techniques that can help you. My second tip then, um, for those isolated and those struggling um, with a little bit of stress, starting a hobby. Number two, start a new hobby. And uh, What type of hobby could that be? All sorts of little things that come to mind. Um, about two years ago, I took up playing the bass guitar. Nice and simple, four strings. Um, within a week, there's this stuff for bass guitar that you can play along to quite quickly. Uh, particularly the punk tracks, they're quite fun, fast, high energy stuff. Um, music can be more complex than that, obviously, if you, if you get really deep into it, involved in sort of reading the music and developing pieces of your own. Um, there's some great musicians out there, and I'm sure a lot of you at home are musicians, and you've been going to that music, um, writing pieces, playing your favourite songs, reminiscing songs from the past, from when you were younger. Um, reminiscing is such a great tool as well. Um, thinking about those times that were happier. Um, so that's one, one form of hobby, starting music. Um, if you already do music, yeah. Great, you've got that up your sleeve that you can roll out whenever you, you need that little bit of downtime. Reading something I would group in with a hobby. Um, I know a lot of people, they, they don't have time in general to read. Um, so coming back to slowing down in the world, it's a great opportunity to grab a book. Um, those books probably shouldn't be heavy duty, something nice and light-hearted. Rom-com, Harry Potter's. I've enjoyed reading the first Harry Potter last year. Um, nothing to do with real life. Um, completely fantasy, you know. And, and all of a sudden, I got those type of books. The Hobbits, um, Terry Pratchett books. All of a sudden, I got why people read those. They don't relate to anything that is real. And um, that's such a great way of escaping that level of escapism you can find with a book is great um if you listen to that you know send me some some feedback on what what types of books you're reading and uh, what types of hobbies you you're into because um i'm sure when i've run off two or three here um there'll be many more that i haven't thought of what i will say is sitting in your garden drinking wine bottles of cider um that's not something i would consider a hobby or something that constitutes as helping towards your downtime and de-stressing alcohol is something I don't sort of um, put it's not something I'm against uh, you, you know the occasional therapeutic glass of wine take the edge off um, help you nod off that's great in the short term in the long term it's going to do the opposite effect so it's not, not something I'd be looking at sort of suggesting for for chilling um, I say the one or two the therapeutic dose a bit of sun Always great, um, but in the long term, ooh, we want to minimise that. 
painting's a good hobby. Um, being creative is one of those things that help engage the brain and keeps your brain going longer. Um, sitting down, thinking, planning, adding color, details, concentrating really takes the time. Um, and the day will pass by. You know, if you get out your acrylics and you and you paint in a picture, um, you know, hours are gonna fly by before you know it. You know, you've you've created a, a masterpiece over over the space of a week, maybe. Um, again, masterpiece is subjective to yourself. Maybe you know. Hopefully, you enjoy the, the time doing it rather than the actual outcome of what the picture looks like. I think that's an important point. Um, and as with all of these, it's, it's about slowing down and enjoying the process of them. Um, and at the same time, there's no pressure to do any of them. Uh, you don't have to come out of the lockdown period in a better place than before you went in. If you choose not to, if you, you know, it's all down to that person. Um, and again, going through a, a person-centered approach, uh, each individual person have different beliefs and things they want in life. I'm going to throw one more bonus in there. It's not quite a hobby. It's something I do enjoy doing. Though. It's taking the dog for a walk. We've got our little pug. Uh, she's snoring her head off um, and in the heat particularly. Um, it's quite warm the last couple of weeks. Um, so she doesn't struggle. She does struggle to go as far as she used to be able to. Um, well, she still loves. She still loves a good walk. Um, you know, you stick some stick some music in your headphones. Um, bit of controlled breathing. The dog doesn't want to talk to you. It's not like a young one. If you're taking the young one for a walk and they're on the bike, you don't worry about traffic. Um, asking you questions. Uh, dogs. Dogs are great in that way. Uh, I mean, and a pet itself could be a hobby. Uh, my brother, he loves tropical fish. He spends hours sort of traveling to the pet shop, finding some new ones. Going back, setting the tank up, setting the temperature, and then just watching them. I mean, I don't think there's anything more therapeutic than watching fish move around. It's quite engaging for the brain. So to summarise that, hobbies. Number two tip, hobbies. Um, that little bonus, maybe keeping a pet. Um, could, be, could be helpful towards you. Tip three to keep you busy, keep you sane. Tip three, we're going to create a goal. Small goals, little achievable goals, something that you can go to the end of the week with, something you can just focus short term, but over the 12 weeks, over the eight weeks, over the six weeks, however long, you know, this lasts, there is a benefit to you that's accumulated over those short goals. Um... Myself, I task myself with a daily goal of um, I'm reading Treasure Island. Again, it's going back into number two, reading something that's completely nothing about real life. Um, although I'm sure there's pirates out there. Um, reading a chapter a day of Treasure Island is my daily short-term goal. Uh, by the end of it, I'll have read a, a literally a literacy classic. Um, and it's something I'm going to be doing more of over the over the coming months and years, um, catching up on some of these literary classics that, um, that I probably should have read that I haven't read, because uh, I do enjoy reading. Um, so Treasure Island's on my, on my short-term goal to finish that, um, chapter a day, 
Uh, if I've read a chapter, I'm happy that I've done enough reading for the day. It's about five or six pages. Um, I do have an online course, which is um, a long-term goal, um, but break it down into bite-sized pieces. It sort of sets short-term goals for you in that you can do a couple of units a day and it accumulates to that overall knowledge. Um, so on that online course, there's another bonus thing for you to do there. Um, running, increasing running. I've got a couple of clients from work that are setting themselves goals of running a little bit further each week. Um, and the overall goal being that they can run the whole five kilometers without stopping come the end of it. Um, or that they improve the time over that five kilometer. So if you are going to set a, a goal for yourself, uh, remember these points. It's got to be a smart goal. It's got to be specific, really specific. So if you're reading the book, it's got to be a specific number of chapters or pages. It's got to be. It's got to be measurable. Um, making sure, as in with a run. Um, you're going to measure your distance, you're going to achieve the five kilometer run and you know you'll have achieved the goal because you've been able to measure the distance that you've run. Um, achievable, the goal's got to be achievable. So if you've never, you know, if you never got off your couch and you never run a distance in your life, um, maybe 5Ks are a little bit out of sort of reach at this point. Um, maybe maybe setting off a three kilometer goal. Um and making sure that you actually you can sort of take progressive steps forward. Um, and, and that goes into realistic and whether or not, um, you know, you want to achieve that goal. Is it realistic? Do you believe you can achieve the goal? Is it relevant to, to your, what you're trying to achieve in life? Is you want to build your fitness? Um, if we're talking about running again, um, if you want to build your knowledge, you know, reading those pages, does it add to what you're looking to achieve um, academically? Um, and then time bound, do you give yourself, you've got to set yourself a time goal. How long will it take? You know, a set end goal. There's something that's called um, Parkinson's law. Whereas if you set yourself a time scale for doing a task, you are likely to get that workload done within that time scale. Um, so if, if, you, if you want to have a little read about um, time management, Parkinson's laws, probably a good place to start. So just to recap that, number two. So that was number three. That was goal setting. Be specific. Make sure you can measure it. Make sure it's achievable. Is it relevant to where you want to go and realistic? And how long will it take you? Make sure it's time bound. That takes us on to our fourth point. Number four, helping others. Such a great thing to do. Um, gives you that sort of that chemical base of sort of good feelings. Uh, we're not going to go into the details of this episode, of, you know, of what those, emo what those emotions and chemicals are. But doing things for other people is such a great sort of way of keeping busy and, and giving back to a community and making you feel better about yourself, uh, making you feel happy that you've achieved something, you've, you've encouraged somebody else to achieve something. Uh, number four, helping others is one of those selfless acts. Um, and a lot of people have, have taken that up, up in this situation we're in. And they're doing shopping for people. 
Um, obviously, within the, the social distancing measures that are, are in, you know, they're, they're taking people out for the daily walks, um, as I say, shopping, calling them up, checking they're all right, check your friends are all right. You know, talking links back again to that catharsis, that, that release of emotions. Get, get on the phone now. Who have you not heard from this week? Who have you not sent a text message to? It doesn't matter that they haven't texted you in two months. Talk to them. Engage your brain. That is you helping other people, helping yourself, helping others, talking to people. Get your, get your phone now. Get your phone out, send a message out to somebody you've not heard from that you regard as a friend. Hey, how, how's it going? Hope you're well in this in this troubled time. You don't be stubborn about it. Help yourself, help others, talk to others, talk to people, phone them up, ask them how's how's it going? Do you want your shopping? Do you want do you want somebody to join you on your daily walk? Obviously, while observing the laws of the land. Um, can I paint your fence? Can I clear your garden of weeds? You know, stuff you can do for other people without being in direct contact with them. But I would say helping others, number four point, and probably the main point of that is talking to people, helping them out, asking them how they feel. That is a really good way of helping somebody out. Phone them up, ask them. You know what you have to do at that point? Just listen. Um, You don't have to have anybody's, you don't need to know about anybody's life, how to solve the problems that they're going through. You don't. It doesn't matter what job they do, how high high powered they are. You phone up and ask them. You just just sit and listen. Let them listen. Be selfless. Help others. Um, you'd be surprised how how appreciative that somebody would be that you did that for them. So number four, help others around you. Going on to number five, it's going to be our last point today. I say I've got five top tips. Um, number five is taking care of yourself physically. Such a difficult thing to do without a gym and being stuck at home doing workouts does not feel like the same as going to the gym, talking to your mates, having a coffee. Um, you know, the social aspect of a gymnasium has gone. Um, being at home, I know a lot of trainers are using um, online platforms, uh, video links. Uh, this is great. Um, keeping in contact with everybody, just even a message again. Going back to point four, talking to people, checking in on clients. Uh, a lot of coaches are doing, doing that and they've had to adapt pretty quick. Obviously, equipment's quite minimal for uh, training at home and it's quite a bizarre thing. It's very hard to get your motivation um, when you're training at home. So the options you have are, you know, using your body weight, or maybe you've got some home gym equipment, some dumbbells, um, resistance trainers, um, resistance bands, sorry, and suspension trainers. Um, they are great additions to get that resistance through the muscles if it's the type of workouts you prefer. Um, I mean, my tips, they're going to be, number one, take full body approach to training. Um, you're not going to be able to do your sort of, 
your splits that you normally do, your upper body, your lower body, your arms, your chest days, your leg days. Uh, it's going to be very tough to do uh, without sort of heavy-duty weights, barbells and stuff. So look for a full-body approach. Um, don't overdo it. Just sort of hit a 60% ratio of, you know, effort um, would be another tip for you so that you could do it daily and just build a little routine up while you're at home. So every day you've got one little focus every day. It's just a little 20, 30-minute workout. Um, and I would say another good tip for taking care of yourself physically in this time is don't expect anything from it. Just do it. Do it as part of your daily routine. Um, if there's nothing else going on, it, you know, it could be the highlight of your day. Um, depends <laughs> depends what other things you've got to do, I suppose. Um, but just do it. Just do, just do 20, 30 minutes. Uh, write it down. Keep a track of it if you want to. If not, there's no pressure to do that either. Again, looking at that person-centered approach to to these five tips. Um, but exercising at home, it does lift. It creates them endorphins. It goes... It gives you a positive boost um, with your mood. Um, and particularly if you can get it done in the morning, it sets you up on the right track. If you can get up, get out of bed, make your bed, brush your teeth, whatever you do in the morning, get a coffee, get your workout done. Um, and may also be a good time to come on to that next tip, which would be sort of picking the appropriate times to get your workouts. Uh, if you're going to be disturbed... It's never. It's not obviously an ideal time to get a workout because that might just increase your stress levels. Um, unless you like to do it with the family, obviously working out with the family would be great. Good fun. Um, making it fun is a great point. Um, it's going to be. And if you've got competitions coming up, coming out of this um, lockdown period, obviously, I would say you need more specific training routines. And obviously, this general overview of what I would say just to keep you sane um, isn't going to quite cut it and obviously as I said a person by person it may not work um, tips 1, 2, 3, 4 and 5 may not work maybe 2 two of them will maybe they won't again it's just keeping that toolbox handy um, maybe this week a home workout will work for you 20 minutes a day maybe next week you're too tired maybe you only get a walk there's no right or wrong ever um, I, I would like to make that point. There's never going to be right and wrong. Only what's right for you and how you feel. Um, exercise is obviously the yeah, uh, main part of what I do day in, day out. And it's, I'm still trying to make it that. I've been running two or three times a week. I do have an indoor bike for when you know I can't be bothered going out or it's raining. And let's, let's be realistic. Sometimes you can't be bothered going out. Um... Sometimes you're completely worn out by the day and the situation. That's cool. Uh, I do have a barbell, luckily. I bought it a few years ago. Um, so I've been messing around in the garden. I filmed a few comedy videos, comedy workouts today. They're on my YouTube at John Porter Health, if you want to have a look at those. Um, actually wearing my wellies, doing some Olympic lifts and some hopping over ladders and sort of daft things like that. Um, wall sits, I hold in a cactus. Um to name a few, um, in the wellies, my, my under-farmer wellies. Um, but reality of the, the physical activity it is going to be massive to boost your mood and your emotions during the, 
a time of stress. Now, maybe there are still barriers for you. Um, maybe you've got other commitments. Maybe you haven't got any kit. Maybe, you know, maybe you feel you're too old or you, you can't do it. Um, you've got illnesses, obviously. Uh, case by case, individual by individual, it's hard to sort of give a, an actual workout program to. Um, but it's doing what you can do. If standing up off the sofa is challenging, you know, a couple of sets of sitting and standing from the sofas. That, you know, if you're getting your heart rate up, if you're getting that circulation, you're strengthening the heart, getting the nutrients around your body to your brain, that's all you need. That's all you need in the short term. We're not going to be locked in our house forever. Um, but how much exercise should you be doing? So if we're looking at cardiovascular, you know, three to five times a week. Uh, I mean, five probably sounds too much for you. Uh, three times, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, that's that, That'd be, you know, that'd be a good start. Maybe this week you've done no workouts at all. So next week, setting a goal to do one workout more next week than you did this week. Again, we're linking these five points together, setting goals, taking physical care of yourself. Uh, flexibility work, you know, yoga's great. Um, or just sort of moving your joints, your hips, your shoulders. You know, if you can do that daily, you know, a couple of minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you know, if you've got nothing else planned for workouts that day you know would really benefit your body and the functional stuff uh, your gardening your housework your walking should be quite an achievable goal in itself daily um so that just keeps your activity levels up of gardening walking so yeah daily you can be hitting all those little goals workout wise yeah what did you do last week that's your starting point you know, you did one 30-minute workout, okay, this week maybe you do one 40-minute workout, maybe you do two 30-minute workouts, and it's just slow progression. And over the weeks, it'll accumulate to, you know, results. And if you, you know, if you carried on from that point, if you've gone from lifting really heavy weights and you're into your strength training, obviously, your strength will diminish. And um, obviously, maybe you're going to have to look at nutrition, um alongside sort of some type of volume maintenance um again not being too specific because i don't know what everybody's training for um so i think the main point is just to be active i go back to those tips my best tips for training in different environments make sure it's an appropriate time you know if you're going to the park you're going to the beach make sure it's quiet no one's going to disturb you if you're doing it in your living room um take minimal kit with you it's not important Look at that full body approach. Keep it short. Keep it brief. And accumulate, build up, set yourself some goals. Just go out one time more than last week. So if we go over with a little overview of what we've done through this podcast, obviously we discussed journaling and the benefits of sort of releasing those emotions um, onto video, onto paper, um, recording voice, and how that can really help sort of regulate our emotions uh starting a new hobby we've discussed several different hobbies you know hopefully you're going to message me and some of your ideas of what you do for hobbies um and number point number three we're sort of setting a goal which sort of links in with several other areas um 
setting a goal for hobbies, setting a goal, but we're looking at being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and relevant to what you want to achieve and time bound. And helping others, more specifically, picking up the picking up the phone and calling someone, helping them, helping somebody you know feel better. Um, number five, we just discussed that taking care of ourselves physically. I mean, I could detail this even more. Maybe, maybe in the next podcast, I can look further into training from home. Um, but those are my five sort of tips to sort of help you um, look after yourself in this very bizarre situation we are coming to the end of this podcast i'd like to say thank you for joining me on episode number one of the john porter podcast uh, this will be weekly um hopefully improving week by week uh, and if you've got any feedback for me please send it you know actually if you don't enjoy the show at all tell me i love stuff like that. tell me tell me what was rubbish um because week by week i will improve this podcast um and the, the, the sort of show will, will really take some steam and get rolling um, downhill. Uh, so, again, I'm John Porter. I'd like to say thank you very much. See you all again soon. been listening to the John Porter Podcast, episode one.